it's time. Living Paranormal. Real stories. Real investigators. No scripts. From legends to hauntings. Good evening, everybody. My name is Rob. And I'm Jason. And welcome to Living Paranormal. Guys, glad to be here with you on this lovely Wednesday night. Might be exaggerating the lovely part. It's been chilly over here on the East Coast, man. I think the uh, hurricanes run away the uh, warm temperatures in some aspect. Not really sure how they manage that, but yeah, it has been uh, something else for sure anyway guys we are back we are live and we're here to talk about a little paranormal as well as the future direction of the show when we'll be on because we have fully returned thankfully jason how was your hiatus by the way (laughs) well a lot of fill in here guys so bear with us yeah no kidding man i went to vegas which was awesome with kim and her dad he's like a vip at the casino he's with and that was an amazing experience um, it was just wild. Uh, then I, uh, of course, went through Harvey, but um, it hit, it missed San Antonio by about 28 miles, like swung north, like at the last second. And um, so everything's, actually, everything's been pretty good. Everything's been great. Just working and having a really good time around my uh, workplace. Hi to all my coworkers. If you're watching, I know you're not watching live because I can see who's here. But uh, if you're watching on the video feed later on after the fact, hey, how's it going? Uh, or if you're listening on the podcast. But yeah, um, everything's been great, though. How have you been, Rob? How's, how's things been going with you? Uh, well, unfortunately, I'm still having the knee issues. Um, I'm headed back to surgery actually this coming Monday, which um, really mixed feelings when you have to have surgery. Of course, you know, you, uh, you're excited to get something fixed and make sure that it's working the way that it should. But at the same time, you're not looking forward to the fact that you're going to have to be sliced apart again and sliced open. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, it's one of those deals. So. With that being said, you know, um, outside of that, I've been enjoying time with the family while I'm looking for work. Um, you know, trying to find another position right now. And uh, with all that said and done, though, Jason, I tell you, it's been um, it's been an interesting stretch for us. But I'm just glad to be back on the air, hanging out with my buddy, talking about the ghosts, the things that we enjoy the most. Anything <laughs> unusual, odd, strange, different? You know, not counting ex-wives and stuff like that. Would be fair. <laughs> not that any of them listen to us anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Thankfully, we got to do a show on that man. Just talk about ex-relationships and have people call in and talk about their relationships and how they were. Yeah, you know, that, that would be a, a a firebird topic, I believe. That but, wouldn't uh, necessarily be paranormal, although I've known some of. Well, actually, with our exes, it might be. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> you know, either way. No, I'm just kidding. I, I just I, anyway. As the old joke goes, I, I, I'm not going to say my ex-wife was the devil, but I've never seen the two of them at the same time. <laughs> but with that being said, guys, it's great to be back. We are going to get some guests lined up. We're going to be hitting it hardcore, and we're going to get back into what we love doing, which is talking with you, informing you, discussing and debating with you, and basically having a good time. And that's kind of what it's all about for us. So, Jason, how would you like to kick this off tonight since we have kind of a free-flowing show, I will call it, is one where we don't have a guest. We don't really have a format picked. We just wanted to get on here and get caught up, talk about a few things that are going on right now and kind of move forward with it. Yeah, no kidding. Actually, I just wanted to cover some of the interesting things that have been uh, happening in the news. But before I do, I was kind of a little curious or a little um, 
what do you call it, a little apprehensive about uh, trying to say that we're back because it's kind of scary. I think every time we keep saying we're back, we disappear for a little bit longer. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm not sure if I want to if I want to say that because I don't want to curse ourselves. But um, one of the things that was really interesting that I had seen in the news recently, I don't know if you've kept up with with some of the paranormal news lately there, Rob, um, but in Australia, some of the skeptics have put a a, uh, they've had this pot or prize prize money to where they'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you can prove scientifically that you have a superpower. It's kind of similar to the way the amazing Randy, who I think is awesome. He's the skeptic that just disproves psychics and all these other people that claim to have supernatural powers. And he's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he has like a million dollars, but Australia, they actually put out in the news in the uh, ABC news, their their news that they have there in their network in their country, uh, that they still, nobody's claimed the prize 37 years on that hundred thousand dollars is still, Still has not been claimed, so uh, that's that would be interesting. Right. Do you do you think? Uh, can you think of anybody that you think would actually win that prize? Because it's kind of tough to I, prove I, psychic ability. I, I probably could. It's not really a psychic ability, but I do have a superpower. I can talk and tick people off at the same time. <laughs> so that to me is a one of the greatest powers that you can actually have. No, but I, you know, I mean, I would love for somebody to come forward and actually be able to claim that and prove scientifically beyond a shadow of a doubt. But the problem is, is even the the greatest psychics, and you know, we know a couple of very, very good ones, especially uh, our um, our third wheel, third co-host, uh, the Reverend Robin Marie. Right. Um, even they admit that there's a, a margin for error, and it's not 100% accurate all the time. And I think that's what people don't understand about the psychic gifts is they can be wrong just like a scientific hypothesis can be proven wrong. Right. So, you know, to find somebody that's going to have the type of, I guess, accuracy that would be required to do that, I think is going to be just on next to impossible, at least with the the way that things are now, you know? So yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully down the road, we'll be able to get that concrete evidence that either it does exist or it's completely debunked. And I don't think that will ever happen because that's just seemed too much. And, you know, we're always looking for the same thing. And when we're doing our paranormal investigations, we want that smoking gun. We want yeah. the one thing that they can't look at and say, all right, there's no way to refute this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that'd be great. I want something that where somebody just constantly tries to hit it and just bang it out and try to actually disprove it and just can't. That's what's great. And, you know, the tough thing about video evidence when you're doing that is there's just, it's so easy to fake a video now. It's just oh, yeah, so things easy. like the yeah the, the 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 photoshopping programs that are out there and the video editing programs that are out there. Even at home, you can make a very convincing looking video. Um, I recently came across a video on Facebook and, you know, we might want to do some videos like this for an upcoming show, but it showed a a guy woke up and there was a demonic looking woman in the bed on top of his friend in a hotel room. It looked like it was a twin bed setup, and he tries to take off running and he actually falls down the stairs and this, uh, entity, I'm going to call it just for argument's sake, um, was behaving like a succubus. Okay. And for those for those of you who don't know, succubuses are sexual demons that are female and prey on men. The incubus is the male version that preys on females. And what struck me is I'm like, man, this video is is really really good. Maybe there is something to this. But then I noticed after he fell down the stairs, you could see both of his hands and the camera was still running perfect thing. So I'm like, what is this guy doing sleeping with a GoPro on his head? This, <laughs> this doesn't meet. So you know, you're always going. You know, that's the thing I like is you can usually find some type of a hiccup or some type of a, a I guess you call it a miscue. Right. Right. That that can tip you off if you really pay attention and don't la- don't allow yourself to be drawn into the fact that it is a 
you know, you don't predetermine it's, that it actually happened. It's that simple. Yeah, that confirmation bias we've talked about in the past shows where you like you believe in something. And so you find every bit of evidence you possibly can to prove it is existence. You know, it, it does exist, excuse me, that it's extant in the universe. You know, that's something that we have to fight against as a paranormal investigators. And I know um, a lot of the paranormal investigators have listened to the show. A lot of y'all have written us, by the way, uh, over our hiatus. And I want to thank each and every one of you. Thank you so much for taking Absolutely. the time to write to us. You've lit a fire once again in the passion in our hearts to do this show. And not that it's ever done out it's just simply that you know we we two people rob and my rob on this side and myself um we live in in disparate parts of the world you know we're still in the u.s but we're a thousand plus miles away from each other absolutely and you yeah. think it's hard to hang out with your buddy down you know in the same town as you imagine trying to do it online with someone that lives a thousand miles away or more that's really tough so you know and uh, various schedules new jobs and careers it's one of the reasons why we haven't been on for so long but i just want to say thank you so much to the living paranormal family for reaching out to us I, I truly appreciate that and each and every one of you for writing in thank you so much um and we know there, we there's actually if you don't care jason there's two no, people ahead. i'd like to actually point out one of them i'm sure. going to do just by first name because we don't have permission to release it but right. um recently i've talked to two people that really relit the fire for me uh one was a gentleman by the name of tony i'm going to leave your last name out tony i know you've listened to our archives and you're like where's more where's more where's more i want more Thank you for contacting me because I'm going to be honest, you're probably the biggest driving force that got us back to where we are right now. And also a call out to Mike MacArthur. You know, Mike, he's been a friend of the show. He listens religiously. He's a paranormal investigator. He, he uses the shows that we do on locations for research uh, going into a place. So, um, and he stays in touch with me as well. Mike is a great guy. Outstanding. Um, so I want to just send a personal thank you to both of them. It Absolutely. really meant a lot to us. To, to hear from you and you know you guys let us know we were missed and that's that's pretty remarkable I, it's appreciated it, it is wild man I, I was looking at the stats every once in a while I'll check in on the stats for one of our venues because you can hear us if you're listening to us now in our archive copy you can actually catch us over at, at uh, blogtalkradio.com slash living paranormal um, you can also follow us on facebook at, li- at facebook.com slash living paranormal show don't forget to put the word show at the end of that so living paranormal show um, you can follow us there you can also download us on podcast well one of the, the the uh, stats that I check is Blog Talk Radio. We've had thousands of listens since we've stopped broadcasting. I'm like, w- right. wow, that's that's amazing. And I thank you so much. I'm not bragging that this. It's not even a humble brag. It's just like a moment of of shock. And I just thank all of y'all for 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 really tuning into the show and listening to us. So. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's fantastic, and, and all of the the messages we've received, all the people I've spoken with as well, I just thank you all so much. And you know, one of the things, Rob, that we recently had in the news that happened to us, about, I think it was last month, was that eclipse. Do you remember the eclipse? Just to get back to the yeah, news real quick, we we just, we had a very mild version of it here. Okay, it, it literally was just a. Um, it didn't even hit dusk here. It, it oh, was kind yeah. of a letdown because yeah. I, I I'm old enough. I remember the last time it happened. Wow. And I mean, the, it, it turned like <laughs> re- blood red. You know, you, you it really gave you that creepy feeling. You can see why back in the days of uh, you know people that believed in the myths and things of that nature that they believed it was a sign from the gods that they were displeased. It was really um, shocking, yeah. I guess would be the word to say. But this one. Kind of a letdown, <laughs> you know, at least for us. Yeah, us. I mean, I didn't have, I didn't have any grand designs for it. I didn't think it was going to be as big because I was trying to track it. And I was seeing that right. if I had to, if I wanted to see a full eclipse, a total eclipse, I'd drive like nine hours north. 
and five of those would have been still in Texas. But I'd have to drive after Texas about four <laughs> hours north beyond the border, and I'd finally be able to see uh, a total eclipse. But man, I was I was working that day, so I didn't get the chance. But I still got a chance to see it. But you know what's really interesting though. Um, as, as a lot of our, our listeners and now viewers, since we are also on YouTube live right now, as a lot of y'all know, um, I, I've been in my past, uh, although now I'm Catholic, I used to be a Wiccan. I was a solitary practitioning, uh, uh, practitioner of Wicca uh, for over a decade, for going on f 13 years, 14 years. Um, during that time, a lot of us pay attention to the cycles of the moon and the phases of the moon and the cycles of the moon and the sun. And an eclipse specifically is a very powerful moment in that specific belief set or faith. Um, and during that time, uh, you have the ability to, since the, the heavens above will influence your, your magical ability, uh, it, you have the ability to draw on a lot more power because it's both waxing and waning at the same time as creation and destruction all at once. And um, uh, people have taken this, and, and there was recently a news article, well, not recently, but at the time of the eclipse, there were news articles in the paranormal world that were saying that we may see an uptick in paranormal activity during that eclipse. And I thought that was an interesting idea or thought, because, I mean, if, it's, if it holds true for uh, Wiccans and their religion, because it's a religion, if in their religion they believe that it happens, then that seems to have permeated popular society. Where people are saying, you know what, it is probably going to have a paranormal uptick. Did you hear anything about that, Rob? Did you? I, I know you were really busy during that time, so I wasn't sure if you had managed to keep abreast of the paranormal news in that aspect. Did you hear anything about that, or have you heard that theory before? I've heard the theory. I didn't actually uh, read about it during the time it was going on. And to be honest, I have not received much as far as an increase in uh, calls to us around that time. Because usually you have something that does have an effect on the paranormal field. My inbox gets full really, really quick. But, um, you know, any time that you have a disruption in gravitational fields, it can cause all kinds of problems with EMF. It can cause the fields of the Earth to fluctuate. Um, even, you know, there are theories that that's why the paranormal seems to be you know, a little more active at night because the difference in the gravity does something to the, the electromagnetic field in the area, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I, I haven't seen any studies that prove it. So I'm, I, I don't really take it into account at this point. But right. with that being said, if there is something that could cause that type of a spike, even if you're not looking into magical powers uh, or, you know, Wiccan ritual, Druidic ritual, whichever it is, there could, in theory, be a spike that's caused by this. There could be an increase in activity. And it's something I think that would be very, very normal, um, if you can call anything in this field normal, to see during uh, an eclipse, especially in the areas that are most heavily affected. Right. Um, but with that being said, I did not receive any calls about it. I didn't have anybody saying, hey, things got worse today. None of the cases that I'm currently working had that. So, but it is an interesting hypothesis, an interesting theory as far as to how the gravitational fields would change because you have the two largest gravitational influences on the planet that are actually in a line at that point. Um, you know, this, this, the gravity of the sun itself is what keeps us in orbit around the sun. And of course, you have the gravitational pull of the moon because it's the closest celestial, celestial object to us. Well, it has been a while. Um, <laughs> you know. Words are hard, y'all. Words are hard, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, so you have the two strongest gravitational forces that actually pull on this little rock that we live on that are actually in the same location at the same time, pulling in the same direction. So that could actually cause a lot of disruption of magnetic fields. So, I mean, yeah, it's possible. I, I haven't seen anything possible. It is, it's very interesting. Yeah, it would be something interesting to actually bring up to future guests that are more into the scientific side of it. 
and try to figure out exactly what their thoughts are when it comes to it. Because if it's something that can be proven, then during the days leading up to an eclipse and the days after uh, a full you know, solar eclipse in those areas would be the best time to try to find the concrete evidence in areas that are already believed to be super active. Right. You know, I, it's it's a shame. I feel like we kind of missed an opportunity for a show there to talk about uh, possible paranormal upticks and, and activity uh, just prior to the eclipse. That would have been an awesome show to bring on some investigators and people that lead teams to talk about that. So that's, you know, another one kind of like in the bank for later on, perhaps, or another day or another well, time. But. You know. Keep in mind, though, where, where nothing happened, it would have kind of had the same effect to us as Geraldo had when he opened Al Capone's <laughs> Al Capone safe. safe. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, for those of y'all that are <laughs> little... going, We got nothing, guys. We had all this build up. Nothing happened. Yeah, you for know? like for those of y'all a little too young to remember that, this is in the 80s. So uh, Geraldo Rivera, who's now a correspondent for various news networks, he had his right. own show similar to, to Oprah. I think he was also a, a competitor against Phil Donahue. If you remember Donahue, the Donahue show, that yeah. that was another competitor to Oprah. But um, So he was a younger, of course, much younger um, uh, gentleman that was on the air as a competitor, and he had built up this huge thing about we, we found Al Cap- a safe that belonged to Al Capone. It was a really big one, too. And he was, of course, a crime boss, underworld crime boss. It hadn't been open since around his time. And Not a, really even a safe. It was so large, I would call it a vault. Yeah, it was a vault. I, I, I mean, legitimately, yeah. it was huge. Absolutely, absolutely. It was a large room, about as big as the room I'm in now. And um, it was about, uh, they had built up so much media attention. They were going to open the vault. What's in Al Capone's vault? And it would happen and everything. And and when they opened it up, it was just stark empty. Like there was absolutely nothing in that vault. It was a prime moment. If you get a chance, it's on YouTube to see the opening of that vault. It's funny. It's just, it's a cringe moment. It is. And you, you can see the look on his face too, man. He's like, ah, oh, he's like, and you know, he, he just knows he, yeah, he knows he blew it. But you know. It almost makes you wonder, and I know this really doesn't delve, well, it might delve into the paranormal. You never know, the ghost of Al Capone could have gotten in touch with some of his boys that were still around and said, empty the vault, you know, but, I mean, but that hypothesis, of course, but it almost makes you wonder if they got word that it was coming and they went in and, and emptied it before it happened. Because, oh, no, I mean, right. realistically, I, I, you don't know. I mean, it, it literally <laughs> is one of these things where it could have been, there could have been a treasure trove in there and they knew it was coming because i mean you know mafia ties are strong ties my friend they, they, they that ain't no joke either that but, or the mafia emptied it out decades ago because the you know, alcohol died probably more no realistic yeah yeah that's probably more realistic <laughs> that it was emptied back yeah you know, about the time of his death or while he was still incarcerated yeah you know, to be perfectly yeah. honest true although i would love to visit that that location and investigate i think that would be amazing because supposedly his spirit is still there oh that'd be cool i yeah. think that would be a great live investigation yeah. for the show by the way if either of us can ever get up there to do this and go to to Alcatraz where he was Um, you know spend the night there that would be phenomenal that would be that would be great and yeah I'm I'm gonna tease something by the way Jay Um, we we may look into trying to do another live investigation this year depending if I can make it work on this end I've got a few logistical things I'd have to work out but Mm -hmm. uh how cool would that be to be able to to do another live investigation for our Halloween special? That would be awesome. I would love that actually. Um, I, you got to admit, man, those have, those have really been uh, some wonderful shows, and you know we've had amazing feedback from you guys. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a setup for us, a little difficult for us some at times, and I'm not sure I can pull it off this year. And Jason and I will work on the logistics to see what we can do. But it, yeah. as a thought, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, no kidding. You know, speaking of that, I know we all have our own little prod side projects or what have you, but um, longtime listeners of the show will know that there's one of our uh, guest hosts that comes on from time to time, Georgia Aguilar. He was uh, formerly with another group. Um, I believe it's Everyday Paranormal. I think we could say that now. He was with Everyday Paranormal. He's no longer affiliated with them. Um, they're the ones that are 
are famous for Ghost Lab. They're known for being on TV for a short time period. Um, however, he and I uh, may be doing our own little side projects soon. Uh, Ghostly Good Time is one of the things we've been throwing around for one of the names. But um, one of the things he's trying to do is get us into the Lexington. So we were talking about me and him. Now, the USS Lexington is a retired uh, aircraft carrier uh, that was uh, right. in action during World War II. And it's now moored off of the coast of Corpus Christi. I, this discussion, though, happened before Hurricane Harvey. So I don't know what state it's in right now or when it'll be available. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when it's going to be available for, for us to go on again. But if he gets on, I might be able to talk to him doing a two-part show, one, a live uh, investigation with Ghostly Good Time and with Living Paranormal. I thought it'd be, I think it'd be great, great to do it. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. there's no reason we can't work the shows together and yeah, do some cross-talent work. And totally. I'm really glad to... You know, there's nothing wrong. I, I, I'm a big proponent of not only paranormal teams working together, but paranormal shows working together mm -hmm. because we, it gives us a, a, a much broader reach. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. Much better ability to make sure everything is uh, shared and everybody knows kind of what's going on, you know, ear totally. to the ground type thing. Speaking so. of other shows, though, Rob, have you been watching uh, YouTube? Do you watch any YouTube shows on the paranormal at all? Do you keep up with anybody else? <laughs> I kind of gave up on the YouTube thing because every time I do the searches, I end up with these stupid guys running across the screen in sheets, and it gets annoying after about 10 minutes. <laughs> or they have that video where they're trying to build up suspense. All of a sudden, somebody jumps up with an ugly face on and just rah, scares you at the last second. I hate those jump scare videos. They're so annoying. Uh, yeah, I never, I, never knew people, I never knew people had Jason masks. You know, so the, <laughs> they do. They've been real popular since Friday the 13th came out. Uh, uh, not that Jason. I'm talking about you. I know. I was trying to deflect. Yeah. Trying to deflect. Worth but, a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, just took a stab at it. But anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 I see what you did there, too. Slash that one. My brother, uh, Eddie, Eddie Olivo, shout out to Eddie and Leslie and also the, the baby Jenna, Jenna B, uh, and the kids. Uh, we, uh, we actually had, uh, he was listening to or watching a YouTube uh, series. And this YouTube series was about the Black Eyed Kids. And you and I have discussed the Black Eyed Kids in the show in the past, yeah. of course. So. I'd, love to get, I'd love to get an expert on here. Could you? Could, if, could, if, do you if anybody knows an expert, by the way, in the Black Eyed Kids, and you are hearing this show through the podcasts right. or uh, any of the downloads, please message us and get in touch with us. We definitely need to get in touch with somebody for that because this is a show we are dying to do. So I'm asking our, our loyal listeners or those that just stumble across this show and think it's kind of cool – if you know somebody that really is an expert on black-eyed kids, please get in touch with us. Yes, yeah, so you can contact please. us over at contact at livingparanormal.com if you use an email. Or if you go to our website, which is livingparanormal.com, click on the About Us section, scroll on down. There's a form that you can fill out, like a fields. You can fill out um, the, uh, the just type into the body, just click the clack, hit send, and we'll get that message right over to us. And um, just let us know. That'd be great. But uh, on that topic, uh, that topic, Rob, you're you're comfortable familiar with the Black Eyed Kids. Can you give us a brief description, just a quick breakdown as to what the Black Eyed Kids are exactly for those that are uninitiated that don't know? Yeah, basically it's a phenomenon where um, children appear. Often they're asking for help or assistance, but where normally a beautiful little pair of eyes would be and there's just darkness. And it's believed uh, some people claim they're harbingers uh, of something bad that's about to happen. Other people lay claim that they're actually the cause of something bad that would happen. They're trying to get into your home. Um, they've been sighted on the sides of roads, hitchhiking, uh, out and just randomly in the woods. But, um, there, there's a lot of different theories behind what these children are, where these children come from, what happens when these children show up. Because realistically, if, if they make people disappear, 
you're not going to have a witness. Yeah, um, so, you know, a lot of it really breaks down to uh, still a whole lot of theory at this point, but it's actually a terrifying concept to me for some reason. Um, just thinking about these kids that have no eyes and possibly are there to suck my soul out through my ears. I mean, it just to me is just, ugh. yeah, no, that's really creepy. It definitely is creepy. But uh, so YouTube is rife with all these paranormal shows. But here's the problem. And we ran into this problem with Fantastic Daily. When my brother showed me one of the videos that Fantastic Daily had put out, um, and I'm saying the name because I want to give proper credit where it's due. He did a good job on the show. Overall speaking, and, and if you're watching the YouTube video version of this, Rob did just leave for a brief moment. But if you are, uh, when you're watching the YouTube channels, uh, you'll come across some shows that are pretty well done. And this show is an example of an unfortunate byproduct of it. I still recommend watching it if you want some good entertainment because it was well done and it's really good entertainment. But what he had done is they had put this show out and he was putting it out as if it was a private person that was simply uh, experiencing some phenomena with black-eyed kids. In fact, what he was doing was actually showing that the black-eyed kids uh, were showing up to his home. Some of the things that he did was to play a certain sound, quote-unquote sound, that uh, the black-eyed kids would respond to. I don't know how he purported to get this sound and that was one of the things that kind of like raised a red flag for me my brother was showing it but you know I, I enjoyed the enthusiasm my brother was showing for the paranormal it's, he's always had that enthusiasm but I enjoyed the enthusiasm he was showing for this specific show and um, they were playing a sound and in this video clip what happened was uh, this a woman showed up ostensibly on his porch with black eyes well, the woman then faded into the black, but you can tell when you're watching this clip, I was looking, I'm like, well, it looks like she's just merely stepping back out of the light and she's reflecting into the glass that's on the patio or porch of this home. And I just let it go. I just want to see what else would happen with this video. Right. And sure enough, it turns out all of his experience with the black eyed kids. I mean, he was run out of his home. His wife left him. And one unfortunate thing that they did was uh, they said that his wife was pregnant and then lost the child due to a black eyed kid attack, which honestly is pretty insensitive. I mean, if you're going to, cause there was an outpouring of support for this, right. this couple that were purported to be experiencing these, these horrible things. And when you have the community pouring those things out to you, as we've experienced with our listeners and our viewers, um, you know, they will support you. They'll be there. People, you know, you establish a connection with your audience. You really do. I've spoken to a lot of you that are listening and I, I, I appreciate all of you and you're real people to me. I wouldn't want to take your trust and violate it by, by saying that I lost a child recently and be de pretend to be devastated when in fact it never happened happen and i think that's the line that he crossed that i don't necessarily agree with but he finally yeah, came because out. It, it's beyond insensitive man it's, it's yeah. actually uh, to me that there are so many people out there number one that are trying to have children it's insensitive right. to them and number two there are so many people out there that actually have lost a child and i will be completely honest it it's happened to me it pregnancy didn't work out and it's yeah. it's devastatingly hard for people and you know for for something like that to be faked or the death of somebody that is in your family to me that's breaking a taboo that should never be crossed yeah and the worst thing is it's it's different if it's a movie or a show and you you have that you know that you have this uh, in the back of your mind that you you're doing suspension of belief of belief you know that it's a show and it's fake and you're watching it but when somebody purports to put it out there as the truth only to find out later on as fantastic daily did himself confess that the entire show was in fact fiction 
um, you you betray your audience. You betray your audience's trust because you didn't put it out there showing that it was true. And and uh, you went for a very long period of time doing it. Now you can say that it was a Blair Witch Project type style, you know, presentation to where they they well, honestly I, tried the to earliest. Like Earliest example of that would be uh, the original War of the Worlds broadcast, where it was broadcast wow. as a real Martian invasion. And if you remember, people were committing suicide. People were jumping out of windows because they thought that their lives were over because of a shock value or a you know, Blair Witch-style programming. You know what's actually—oh, you know, go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. Crazy. I'm sorry. I, I, I was just going to say it's crazy, it's insensitive, and um, you know, above all else, it's completely uncalled for. No, you're right. And what's crazy is, well, at least during the show— They'd have commercials saying now back to the show. You know, people believe that in spite of warnings. But um, and what's crazy is an Argentina. I want to say it's Argentina, but I'm not going to say that. I don't. I didn't do my research on this. And this is off the top of my head. But I know in Latin America in the 70s they did a rebroadcast of War of the Worlds, and the exact same thing happened again. In fact, the yeah. studio itself was stormed because of the broadcast that occurred. It was really interesting. But um, Fantastic Daily later came out to do that whole uh, said that there was, the whole thing was just made up, and it's a shame because. All of his audience, his entire audience, you know they're going to come off of that a little jaded. They're going to come off of that with that little... They're going to watch every video after that with a chip on their shoulder. I don't blame them. I really don't blame them. You're watching this show. You're listening to this show. I invite you to be skeptical, but just be a little open-minded. Listen to things. You know, listen to everything and, and just, you know, assimilate what you'd like and, and uh, weigh it against whatever it is that you currently believe or know. You know, be empirical about it. And I'm fine. If you want to come and tell me I don't believe what you're saying, I'm cool with that. I like that. That's no problem well, at we've all. We've had it happen. Yeah, yeah we had I, it happen. Yeah. And, and you know what? Part of part of being a paranormal investigator, and this kind of ties back into shows that we've done before, but part of the reason that we put evidence out for you to see that's real logistical evidence is we can't disprove it, but you might be able to. You may be able to come up with that explanation that we can use to dismiss that and put somebody at ease, I guess, would be the word that I'm looking at. So, you know, it, it's one of those deals where we um, we we want you to challenge what we put out there. I and mean, we ask that you stay respectful with it. I mean, that's, you know, that's common courtesy, of course. But, you know, to, to portray something like this as a real event to me, it's just, it's beyond sad. It's beyond shocking. Yeah, no, that's very true. And you know how out of out of practice I am because I started saying, yeah, 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 completely on mute. I just want to put it on, just <laughs> wrap myself out there. But, um, yeah, no, I, I agree nice. with you. I, I completely agree with you. I think that's that's crazy to do, and it's just insensitive to your audience, and that's being disrespectful well, to people that support you. Their credibility, as you said, is completely, it, it's completely in the toilet. There's no credibility left to what they do. And, you know, that also affects, you know, think about it for a minute. His audience, you know, that that believed what he was saying that was actually, you know, he, he looked at it almost like it was gospel. Well, guess what? Yeah, you you and totally in the foot. There, there is no way that that you're going to be believed by any aspect of it. Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, it, it's a sad state when you see that happen. It's like finding out that, you know, the news broadcast is giving you fake news. And, of course, we know that never happens. Right. Fox, CNN. Right. All of them. Right. A lot of a lot of networks are guilty of that's why I get all, a lot of all, it ain't, It's not a lot. There, there, there is not an unbiased network in the, in the country. Everybody's got their own agenda now. Right. It's about ratings. That's why I usually get my news from outside. I do the BBC, even Al Jazeera, a lot of places. Yeah, and, Al Jazeera and, is great. They, they are probably mm -hmm. the most non-biased news that you will see, and they 
unlike American news, they don't tell you what to think. They give you the information and say, make up your own mind. You know what's funny? When I first heard Al Jazeera, I remember them being the news network that put out Osama bin Laden's tapes. And I was like, that's obviously a terrorist or affiliated organization. That's obviously an organization affiliated with various, you know, um, factions or religious factions, Islamic faith. But they're not. In fact, they've actually had a lot of their correspondents kicked out of Islamic countries because they refuse to be biased towards Islamic faith or what have you. And I'm, this is not a diss right. against Islamic faith, by the way. It's a beautiful religion. In fact, I have a copy of the Quran behind me in my glass case here you can see it it's like blue and gold if you're watching the video right next to the bible whoa rob you just got really loud but um, yeah, sorry I, I was talking to eric in the uh, chat room and he said i'm coming in about half your volume so i'm trying to get a little adjust here oh, so okay. forgive me okay no, no 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 problem you're good but um yeah no it's not a f- islam against the islamic faith but i just right you know, I do have to uh, say that in on that part of the world right now, with some of the countries that are experiencing some difficulty, that, journal, that that news agency was kicked out of it. And don't ever listen to one source for any bit of information. Don't listen to this show as your sole bit of information on the paranormal. Don't listen to any news network as your sole uh, place of information for news or current events. Listen to everything and watch local. Local news is very, very. Uh, uh, for the most part, they're reputable. For the most part, they're they're uh, on they're they're uh, at least a bit more conscious. Of of a journalistic aspect of it, but even they're not immune to anything because they're going to get, if they're affiliated, let's say if they're a Fox affiliate, they're going to be forced to show episodes that they themselves did not create or produce, and they may not even agree with some of the points made on that show. But either way, that's that's a weird, random, off-topic, paranormal conversation we, we just got into. Here, here's the one advice that I give people on that, Jason, so we we'll just make sure we got it covered, okay? Yeah. There's three sides to every discussion. There's what side A says and what side B says, and then the truth is somewhere right. in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where you want to do is find the middle. Yeah. Plain and simple. And you can't do that listening to just one side. You got to listen to absolutely. them all. Absolutely. got to listen to all. Absolutely. And you take that principle and you apply it to the paranormal world as well. If you're a skeptic, then there is no harm in you watching some of these things, listen to them, laugh at them if you want to. If you want to hear us talk about certain things, you want to laugh at it, hey, that's fine. That's fine. That's your thing. That's how you get your kicks. You go on with your bad self. I have no problem with that. I have no problem at all. Be respectful towards those listeners that, that may perhaps disagree with you. you know, have a decent right. conversation, but at least be willing to hear what they have to say it's so important to everything in every aspect of life but yeah totally rob you still have your team going don't you don't you have your paranormal yeah, investigation yeah, team? absolutely how, yeah how have y'all been doing well you know we're in a little bit of a refit right now and that happens in the uh parafield sometimes you know there's changes that come about uh seven or eight members to, of the team decided that they wanted to kind of i guess branch out kind of feel their own way through and i'm going to wish them the best i hope they're very successful i hope that they you know um become you know one of the elite teams that are out there i would never wish bad on anybody right but you know right now we're in the process of um doing a total revamp we have three new members that we just signed up for the team and um i'm extremely excited to get to teach these new young investigators exactly how this should be you know done i love people without experience when they come into the team for the simple fact i don't have to break bad habits of previous team leaders (laughs) right yeah, I, I mean, I hate to say that, man, but you, you've you been there, you know. You, well, yeah, totally. You know what goes on. I've had some of those bad habits. I've had habits that were, because, I mean, I've been doing this, oh, my goodness, for longer than I want to admit. I think now I can say 20 years I've been doing yeah. this, two decades. And um, I had a lot of bad habits. But as I go on in my in my uh in my venture, in my paranormal experience exploration, uh, you learn better things. You improve yourself as an investigator. You improve upon yourself as honestly a person. I mean, the important thing, excuse me, one moment, Rob. Yeah, go ahead. 
The but important it, thing it, is that you grow and that you continue to grow. But let me ask you, whenever you're trying to get a new person into the fold, whenever you're trying to get a new investigator and bring them in, um, what is it that you typically do uh, to to teach somebody? Like, what are the first steps on onboarding a newbie into a team? Like, give some tips to somebody that wants to start a team, and they're like, well, what do I do with these new people that are complete neophytes of the paranormal world? What, what do you do? Well, first of all, you treasure them. If you got somebody coming in that actually has no background in the paranormal, they're going to end up being your best investigators, plain and simple. The very first thing that I look for in a team member, I don't look at their technical knowledge. I don't look at what they know about the equipment, how they work in the field, uh, their history there. I'd actually take them out into the field. Now, the first thing we do is a questionnaire. We ask them about their reasons for wanting to join. We want to make sure they're joining for the right reason. Now, I don't want somebody coming in here because they feel like, hey, paranormal team, maybe they get on TV, I'll be rich. We have no desire to be on TV. Like to be rich, don't want to do it that way, you know, because you have to compromise principles. With that being said, you do, I actually go through a questionnaire, find out the reasons that they're coming, the ones that, for lack of a better term, kind of check out. Then we sit here and say, okay, we're going to invite you to a live investigation. And we actually take them out into the field, usually a cemetery, someplace that we know well, okay? When we take them out, we actually put equipment in their hands. We teach them the basics of how to do an EVP session. We teach them how to use a K2 meter. We teach them how to do a flashlight session, all of the stuff that we do on a very, very basic level. I don't look at how well they handle the equipment as much as I look at how well they listen, learn, and work to try to make it function. Once they've shown me that they're in this for the right reason, they've got the right hunger, they're willing to take criticism and feedback and instruction we bring them into the team and we start a more advanced type of training with them, I guess would be the word. Right. Where we actually start working on things like, you know, the larger equipment, the leadership skills, you know, integrating them and getting them more and more active, more and more into the to the homes that we go into and things of that nature. But the right. real base behind it is always going to be how well they actually meld with the team. You know, how well they are willing to work together, how, you know, dedicated they are to to taking care of business for lack of a better term. So, you know, to me, that's more the, the most valuable thing that we can look for in them is, is their actual attitude, their personality and how well they mesh. No, that's very true. Those are all good points. Absolutely. Now, do you, do you have like a requirements for a minimum type of equipment to bring into the team or will you take someone off the street with absolutely no equipment whatsoever? Oh no, I'll take somebody with no equipment whatsoever. I have a plethora of equipment that's owned by the team. Uh, and, and just being honest, I'm not trying to brag here. I'd say we're probably sneaking up on about nine to ten thousand dollars worth of equipment, man. I've got meters. I've got a computer system that runs a DVR setup with 16 camera capability. Nice. God, we've got let's see, four, eight, nine cameras that we currently can set up into a house. Um, Very nice. You know, eventually we're looking at uh, upgrading that system because it is kind of old. Um, we're getting ready to add a um, – I can't think of the name of the system, but it's the one that actually if it detects something, it actually uh, produces okay. it in a stick figure setup. Oh, like a Connect. Yeah, it's it's based off of the Connect, and uh, it's actually being built for us now. And it's uh, one of the team members, one of my um, long-term team members, uh, and uh, – I know he wouldn't care me uh, talking about it, but um, James Burris is his name, and he's oh. actually, you know, been on um, a couple of uh, the web shows and yeah, stuff. And he's totally. legitimate. That's one thing I love about him. He's not a, you know, he's not in it for the 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 glory <laughs> for the except. for the money and the fast the fast cars and the, and the glory and the women. Yeah, he's not in it for yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, he's <laughs> like he's like me. He um he's there because he wants to help people, but we're totally. looking at getting that device uh, developed and in for the team, and I'm yeah. really excited to get a hold of it. 
But um, no, I, I would honestly, I don't, I don't judge people off of what equipment they have. I mean, I don't care if they, you know, as long as they got a way to get here so we can get them to the investigation and we're good because yeah. I'd rather have somebody hungry for this than somebody who's got $10,000 worth of equipment that doesn't want to touch it. Yep. So what's the yeah, most I important, mean, how, how important is punctuality to you and, and uh, reliability? Very. Right. Reliability is huge, yeah. uh, and I'll tell you exactly why. Let's say that we've got a setup in a small house. Now, as lead investigator, I get with my assistant lead investigator, a wonderful woman by the name of Tina Butterworth. Tina is amazing, by the way. You've you've seen her investigate with me on a live investigation, by the way, Jason. Yeah, totally. Did it. Totally, yeah. Um, Tina and I get together, and we discuss the layout of the house, the size of the house, how many rooms, how many cameras, et cetera, et cetera. And then we decide exactly how many team members that we're going to need to make this work effectively. We always work in pairs, even if we're setting it tech. So we're either going to be using four, six, eight, or ten investigators when we go in, depending on the size of the place. Right. If we have a setup for six investigators and only five shows up, we've got a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, I understand things come up, but you can't constantly no-show and expect to stay on the team because right. I'm just, to be blunt, I'm not going to put up with it. Yeah. Um, we dedicate our time. The client dedicates their time. They make arrangements to have their children at somebody else's house, to have their pets, you know, uh, in, in a lot of cases put into the, uh, kennels. the what are the boxes called? The little kennels. kennels. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they've made all these arrangements. We've made all these arrangements. We've rearranged plans. And I'm sorry, you don't feel like going because you get a chance to go to a movie. Yeah, you're not going to be here long. Yeah, you know, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Kidding. Because it's a dedication. We there's expectations that we've set to the client. Yes, we'll be there. We're here to help. We're going to try to find out what we can. And if we have a person no show, that really crimps what we can do. Then we're stuck trying to find somebody to fill the gap. It's crazy because it's like you're going into these situations where people feel oppressed. People feel like that they have an entity legitimately that's that's impacting their lives and looking to you for help, and you don't show up. That's kind of like I mean, it's not as severe, but it's kind of like a police officer. You call them, and maybe they'll show up to your house when you're getting robbed or beaten. You know what I mean? You're you're there no, to absolutely. help. Absolutely. Yeah, you're there to help. Absolutely. And there's a lot of planning that goes into it. Then you know. And fortunately, I guess I would say it this way, because if if the, the typical investigator on a team saw the amount of work that the leads put in to, to just make this happen, um, I think they would probably have a, a deeper respect or quit the team, one of the two. Because, I mean, there's a lot of work. We've yeah. got to communicate with the clients. we got to plan. we got to coordinate all of the team members that we're bringing. Equipment checks, equipment tests, keep track of what we got, make sure everything works. We're ready to go, get out the door, loaded. Where's AB at? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it, it really puts us into a bad position at that point, And then we're left trying to scramble to find somebody to fill their shoes in a very last moment. And in turn, that makes us late getting there because we have to wait for the replacement to show up if we're able to find one. If not, we have to have somebody set in tech by themselves, which I don't like. Um, if something happens at tech and things do happen on porches or wherever we happen to set up, but we don't have somebody there to corroborate what, what the investigator saw. So, yeah, being here, I mean, punctuality, I'll give you the time to get here. Everybody's late. Traffic gets you sometimes. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to work over. That's fine. Not showing up at all, not calling me to tell you you're not going to make it, you ain't going to be here long. Because I do take this seriously, just like you do, Jason. Um, 30, 32 years of running around doing this stuff, and I have never no-showed a client. And that's of 10 years of being at uh, the, the lead of the team. That's the only team I've ever been on. And... Uh, you know, even when I go assist other teams, you know, I've been a, I've been a couple minutes late getting there. But you know what? I'm there, and I go with them because that expectation was set. They needed the help. I'm going to be there to help. That's simple. And I don't ask anything out of the team that I'm not willing to do. You know, if if I was one of these that didn't, you know, one out of every ten investigation, I just decided not to do it. I'd be a hypocrite if I held somebody else to that standard. 
you know. Yeah, no, so. no, precisely, precisely. You know what's funny is that um, I kind of wonder if their their uh, goal for joining the paranormal uh, team sometimes is what we refer to with the glory and the fast cars and the women. But I hate to let you know be a negative Nancy here, but uh, there's not much of any of that in this field. No, when not you at go all. in, it's more for an intellectual curiosity, the need to see if there's anything after death, and you, everyone has their own private reasons. But one of those reasons shouldn't be the fast cars and, and women or men. If you're if you're a woman, I understand that. Uh, I'm, telling you as, as, I'm telling <laughs> you as a lead investigator that has uh, ran a team for 10 years, been in the field for 32, you're not going to get, if you do this to get rich, you're a fool. Right. But you know, I'm sorry, take, take the money that you would spend on equipment go out and buy you a book on electronics. Right. You're going to make more money in the field, believe me. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, it's funny, um, for the men, women, or non-binary, whatever it is, however it is, identify whoever it is that your preference is, um, I do see that, though. Have you ever, have you been to, I've seen certain teams where there's essentially meat markets, for lack of a better word, to where everybody ends up being a little too familiar with each other. How do you deal with fraternizing or, or sororitizing? I guess it would be the female version of that. How would you deal with that in, in your team? Do you uh, do you have a rule against it? Do you not really address it unless it's a problem? How do you approach that issue? I really don't address it unless it's a problem. We have had it happen, and we've had it actually happen recently. Um, you know, uh, you can't really set rules against romance. You can't set rules against sexual desire. You can't set rules against behavior for people when they're not in the field. Okay. With that being said, when it gets to the point that it starts to affect the team, then you step up and say, look, you guys ain't going on investigations together anymore. Just plain and simple because it's, it's interfering. And that makes it harder on us now because we have to start juggling, you know, schedules. Right. We may have an investigation where we only have six people available. We need six people. Everybody else is tied up. And it might be two of them that can't get along because they had an affair or they had a physical relationship or they had a love interest that fell apart. You know, it's it's not fair to the team to let that affect the team. It's not fair to the client to let it affect them. But with that being said, I mean, realistically, I can't look at somebody and say, hey, you can't have sex with that person. That, I mean, that's overstepping a bounce. And, uh, or hold hands. I mean, I have to accelerate that quickly. But, you know. <laughs> well, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, any, no, any mean, type I of relationship that becomes entangled in love, entangled in the heart, it's, yeah. it, it can end up being a sticky wicket, for lack of a better yeah, term. Yeah, just, I mean, be, be adult about it. Understand that if you're in, and you're in this team and you decide to, to take on that relationship, you decide to take on that challenge of possibly influencing your environment, that. Um, if you're going to break up, guys and gals and y'all out there, you know, it's quite possible that it might impact your your position on the team as far as your ability to be a, a unbiased and cool and level-headed investigator. Not to mention you're bringing a lot of, I don't be that person that's like, you know, they have to have the positive feelings. But you're bringing a lot of negativity <laughs> to the team. I'm not just talking about vibes. I'm talking about, you know, like what Rob was saying. You can't work with somebody. I know there's, I have a few... I have a few people or people, women in my past that, uh, that, you know, I'm, I, it's hard to be in the same room because, oh my goodness, all of the, the past just comes back and just annoying, you know, but the you, pain, the hurt feelings, well, the, the betrayals, <laughs> the, you know, all of it, man, it, it, yeah, it, it, people, it's like a blanket that lays over top of you. You just totally. can't, you know, be comfortable enough to work in that situation. Exactly. But it's, you know, it, it's something you really can't prevent. It's going to happen. You just have to be ready to deal with it when it does. 
talking about all these feelings, I almost feel like, you remember Delilah? Did you ever hear Delilah on the radio every once in a while? Yeah. Yeah, when she <laughs> yeah, would talk. She's she syndicated here. Yeah, totally. Delilah. Yeah, Delilah. All right, we're going to go ahead and play this song for you over there in Chicago. I want to say. It's a song where things worked out. We're so glad you're happy together, and I hope you find the true love of your life. Here's Ersabala, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I almost feel like Delilah because we're talking about relationships on the air. But, you know, it's an important aspect of, of being with the group is, of people really and be on a team so we had and you know have you have married couples that join and totally, you know, we yeah. had married couples get divorced and both of them wanted to stay on the team yeah i mean if and, you can handle if they can handle it yeah. professionally and as an adult totally i don't have a problem with that do you have a problem with that i don't have a problem with it but my wife is sitting here looking at me right now because she knows that when i went through my divorce my ex-wife wanted to stay on the team i was like yeah, no <laughs> <You know? laughs> there was no way i was Such a hypocrite. together and it made it more difficult where I was in a leadership position. You know what I mean? I'm the, right. the, the lead of the team. I've got the final word. And I, I hate to say this, but I would be the one that would send her in where the demon was because I just, you know, <laughs> like, ah, oh, Lucifer's in there. Uh, Kim, go check it out. <laughs> but I wouldn't do that. I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, totally. But, but it, it wouldn't totally be very serious. difficult to work together with somebody. I, I mean, it makes it hard. Um, you know, we've had other, besides my own divorce, we, we've had other couples that had gone through a split and one of them would stay with the team and the other decided to leave because of comfort. Right. And, and um, you that, know, I think what, that's the honorable way to do it. Exactly. Exactly. But it's tough to lose a good investigator like that. You know, it really is. Yeah, but I'd rather lose one than both or have it negatively this, impact the team. And that's what this you did. And that's what that example you just provided with that couple that divorced and one chose to leave for comfort levels. That's what they did. They chose the team above their own personal desire to stay on and investigate. And honestly, guys and gals and y'all out there, there's so many other teams. You're not going to have any trouble truly finding one. Finding a good team, on the other hand, can be difficult. The one I'm on right now uh, is fantastic. I, I really enjoy Sixth Sense Paranormal. Uh, and Jeff out there is doing an amazing job running things. I think it helps. He's a small business owner because he's administratively gifted in that aspect. Um, but, um, yeah, no, it's 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 just great. It's just great. So if you can find a good team, then, then cherish it. Hold onto it and if you see somebody in there you like understand that it might impact your future with the team so keep that in mind right. keep that in mind it's it's, uh, it's, you know. it's like having a relationship with somebody in a job a regular job exactly it, it really is you're exactly. going to see them quite a bit during investigation times you're going to see them quite a bit during evidence review you're going to see them quite a bit during reveals and, and it's something that does need to stay in the back of your mind and actually i'm glad you brought it up jason because there's so many things that happens behind the scenes of these teams that only long-term investigators or lead investigators know We've had some crazy stuff. I mean, I've I've had clients hit on team members, yeah, yeah. and yeah, you know, that makes it very uncomfortable. Big no no, by the way, getting involved with the client. No, big no no. But yeah, I just honestly would say never do that if you can avoid it. Just never. It's do a bad that. mistake. Trust me. Yeah, exactly. Bad mistake. Exactly. But but yeah, I mean, it, the things that happen behind the scenes. I mean, it's it's a logistical nightmare at times. I hear people all the time saying, "I want to start a team," and I'm sitting here going, yeah, "No, you don't." Because it really is hard. It's a it lot is. of work. I mean, yeah. we don't only have to work and deal with the clients. And you, you get clients that are pushy. You get clients that are uh, upset when you disprove the, the fact that their Aunt Sally is there and you do bunker photos. And you got to deal with them being jerks, for lack of a better term. Right. Um, but once you even get the, you know, it, it, it's it's hard just to get the investigation set up and working but once you get that scheduled, once you go through and you coordinate the entire investigation, you take everything back and you account for your equipment and get everything you know back to your home or back to your base, 
then you got to divide up the evidence. You got to send it out. You got to make sure it's properly done. You know, we, we've developed a few tricks to make sure things are actually getting reviewed. Um, and then you have to get it all back, and then you have to send that same evidence to somebody else to review it a second time because you want to make sure the first person didn't miss something, and the second person may be able to debunk what the first person found. Right. So you know, there's so much that happens behind the scenes work-wise. Then they have to bring all of their evidence to me and Tina, and of course we do some review. But I mean, honestly, with everything else we've got on our plate, we really rely on the team to handle the review and bring us the results. Right. Then we have to go through to the sections where they found it. They'll send us the clips of it, tell us where it was, and we listen to the main as well as the clip. And then we have to try to debunk it. Now, mm -hmm. once we can't debunk it, then at that point it becomes evidence that we can actually present to the client. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a very elongated process when you sit in the, in the upper hierarchy of a team. And most people don't realize the work that actually goes into it. Um, you know, so it's something that a lot of people start these teams and after about three months, they're like, oh my God, I'm working two full-time jobs. Right. You know? Yeah, totally. It, re it really becomes that because if your team gets popular and, you know, we're fortunate to have a team that's kind of well-known in the area where we're the largest team in the state, at least we were, but we're, we will be again, but we're the best known. And I mean, we get tons of calls and, uh, you know, Tina and I have to sort through these calls and we have to figure out, is this a legitimate claim? Is there enough of a danger here that we need to, you know, get out there immediately or can we put it in queue after we get the ones done that we've already got scheduled? And then once we do that, we move in and we have to try to concentrate on one client at a time. Sometimes you get an emergency case right in the middle of a case. And so you're you know, balancing two of them. Right. And that's when it becomes a, a, a holistic nightmare, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, you know, but because you've got half your team working one, half your team working the other, and then you have to switch them over. Real quick, before we move on to, to trying to balance out multiple investigations, the one thing I wanted to make sure that everyone's aware of as far as a caveat or a don't do. If I can say don't do this ever, this will be a fast rule. If I ever ran a team, well, if I ran a team again, this will be one of the rules that I would live and die by. Do not under any circumstances as an investigator hit on a client. I don't care yeah. if that client is laying naked before you telling me, come on and give it to me, big boy, or, 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 or hot and sexy lady or hot and sexy you. Don't ever, 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 ever hit on a client. That right. that exposes the team to so much liability just because you couldn't control yourself. If I ran that team, you would be immediately removed from that team. Don't ever hit on Absolutely. a client. Absolutely. And if you're going, even if, even if the client initiates it, yeah, even matter. if even yeah. if the client starts it, no, bad it, idea because it, it really it takes it to a level that you don't want to be at. Yep. Trust us. Absolutely. And uh, a lot of things, Jeff does this on, on our team, and I know you've done this in the past as well, Rob. Uh, if you're going to be going to a client's house, take a mixed gender group if possible. You want to be showing up four guys, three guys deep with a woman there. Uh, that's just not comfortable. More, it may be com She may be perfectly comfortable with it, but I'm not. As an investigator, I would not be. You have, it's their word against yours if anything happens. And you have to remember, you're going to people's homes, businesses, their comfort zone. You're invading their territory. So it's important that you keep a level head and cover your own bases. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, it's funny because I had asked Eric. Eric's in the chat room right now. And he says, I'm that fool. And I asked him, what kind of fool? He said, ha, ha, ha. Unless you two are actually running a live program, there's no way I can track back to what was being said. I'll say you both get real quiet, and Jason especially gets really loud. Yeah, sorry about that, Eric. I have a bad habit of being loud all the time. But um, And, of course, we do some... You, you should hear him when, if, if you haven't. I think Eric probably has, but when he's gaming, oh, my God. <laughs> 
Yeah, I get that happen. That happens. That happens. But um, there's gonna be post production work that's gonna be done on the audio, so um, I don't think the podcast is gonna really hear much of a difference on the feed. Uh, right. Rob, I have a question for you, Rob. For this first show, where we're going out here and we're coming back trying to get our legs again, uh, do you want to do a full or did you want to do a one hour? Because we're already heading up to the one hour mark. Yeah, we're getting close. Uh, you know, minutes. we can go a little bit over. I don't think we'll quite get to because there's something I want to, you know, kind of want to discuss with you. So sure. yeah, let's run it for a little bit longer and we'll. Okay. Uh, We'll kind of play it by ear where to, where to cut it off this time at least, and then going forward we'll have a, a set time frame. Absolutely. So. Also with the set topic, and also Rob has been uh, working hard. He's been working hard, and at uh, this is his now his full-time job, and I have to say that when uh, for whatever reason this is our love of labor, our labor of love, if we ever get to a point in our lives where we're like, man, things are getting kind of tough, we can fall back on Living Paranormal and all of you guys. You guys are fantastic. Uh, Absolutely. We love each and every one of you listeners out there, and, and Rob's been working hard right now at lining up potential guests in the future i have a few as well that i'm looking that i'll be looking into so uh count on us if we come back with regularity a fantastic lineup coming up and also i'll be working hard on trying to get us into new distribution platforms i have a roku box i want to see myself on that roku box i want people that are actually able to get an amazon fire or roku or what have you or even alexa i want you to be able to listen to living paranormal on whatever device it is that you enjoy right now you can listen to us either on blogtalkradio.com slash living paranormal you can also catch us over on our various podcast aggregator whichever you use to pot to to find your podcasts you can find us there just start search for living paranormal if you leave us a review we'll love you to death for it and um in fact one thing that we're going to be doing and i want to thank reverend robin marie because she's actually put this up as a possible offer and if she goes through with it then she's awesome if she doesn't she's still amazing but if you look behind me if you're able to see this on the youtube broadcast and you look behind me, you're going to see a copy of The Harvey Boat, which is actually a book that Reverend Robin Marie wrote um, about 9-11. It was a ghost-written or auto-written um, from a uh, – from a, oh, my goodness. It was about a Harvey Boat, which is the type of boat that they actually use for firefighting. And it was actually used during 9-11. And she's written a children's book about it, a book that I purchased personally for my son. And I've read it to him many, many times. And um, it's a really great read, but she's actually going to be considering to giving away a copy to one of our listeners. So we're going to open up that contest on our webpage. Uh, we're also going to talk about it on the show. Once the competition goes live, not competition, but the drawing goes live, uh, we'll tell you how to enter. Uh, we'll let you know uh, where to go. But if you're interested and you want to send an, submit an early entry, <clears throat> go ahead and send us an email at contact at livingparanormal.com. Uh, so when it goes live, you can put your name in there as an early entrant. You're more than welcome to do so. Uh, it's funny because uh, Eric also, I'm sorry, I totally got distracted. It's been a while. Eric says, I was going to pester Jason earlier about Eastern Standard, his time, or Rob Eastern Standard time. Yes, at the beginning of this whole thing, over two years ago when I first started podcasting, <laughs> I had an issue with the time zones. I know what time zones are. I know how they work. But whenever someone tells me 7 o'clock, I'm thinking 7 o'clock me. You know, I'm thinking 7 o'clock my time. It's all about you, Jason. It is. It's all about you. It really is. It really is. It's about me. And it's also about Kim. My Kim, not your Kim. But um, <laughs> I want to say hi to, to I want to say hi to Kim. By the way, do a shout out to her. I did a shout out to my brother earlier. You know where Kim's at right now, Rob? She's at a Janet Jackson concert. Oh wow! I haven't. I didn't know. I mean, I knew Janet Jackson was still touring, but my goodness, she's at a Janet Jackson concert without me. By the way, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Well, you know, you you had a reason to be here. Well, no, yeah, just totally. Yeah, totally. I gave up Janet Jackson for you, Rob. 
and for all of our listeners. <laughs> but it's fine. It's oh, fine. Oh, gosh. Well, at least with me, you know, I won't have a wardrobe malfunction and nothing will go popping out. Well, then so. there's no reason for me to be here. I'm just saying. I was had hopes. <laughs> I had high hopes, and now you've let me down. <laughs> I completely dashed. But getting back into the show, because we, we've gotten completely off topic. Oh, that's what I Living Bear Normal is all about, though. But go ahead. Well, you, know. Um, you, you know, I was thinking the other day, Jason, uh, when we – you know, I first contact you. It's like, man, we got to get back into this. I'm hungry. I want to do the show again. We, we need to get our butts back on the air. I started thinking back to a few of our past topics and how my viewpoints on some of this stuff has changed, you Ooh. know, because of the show, because of the guest, or even just because of further research that we've done afterwards. And, um, you know, we've had some interesting topics. I mean, we've talked about the Mandela effect. We've talked about uh, UFOs, uh, the con- the connection between them and uh, you know, ghostly sightings. We've mm-hmm. talked about a few paranormal places. We've talked about equipment. We've talked about technique. We've talked about cases. We've done live investigations. Sheep Is squash. there anyone that's huh? <laughs> Sheep squash. Sheep squash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite shows, by the that way. That was mine too. I love that. That was awesome. Um, and not to be remiss because I, I kind of got off my own topic. I want to give a shout out to my beloved wife, uh, Geraldine. She's been phenomenal, man. Supportive of me. Um, you know, especially while I'm looking for work and she's helped juggle things and get bills paid and yada, da da da. And she's going to have to take care of me with my knee surgery and kick me in the butt to get me to do my therapy. And she, she is a phenomenal woman. I don't even know if she'll hear this cause I know she's tied up right now with the kids, but you know what? Love that woman to death. She has been a godsend plain and simple. So she I love you, baby. Awesome. I hope you do get this. She's, she's, she's Dude, she can cook. Oh well, I was God. about to say, by all accounts, she's a fantastic cook. I've seen some of her creations. They're kind of awesome. And um, I can't I can't see how you've actually lost any weight while you're with her. My goodness. Did but you I do? have. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what she fixes, it's not like she, she strives to be healthy. You know what I mean? But most of this stuff is. You know, we, we made a discovery. And I'm not completely off topic. But I don't care. We're having fun here tonight. We made a discovery. Do you know what's really good on hamburgers? Um, other hamburgers? Well, but that too. <laughs> What's that? Bacon? Fried green tomatoes. Re- well, okay. Not kidding okay. you. It okay. give, yeah. It, we we thought about it. And we're like, you know, everybody puts a red tomato on there, and I love fried green tomatoes. I'm a country boy at heart. I, I love I some of the good country food. I got you. She got the idea. She's like, why don't we put these on the hamburgers and see what they taste like? I'm like, well, you know, worst case scenario, we got to take them off, and I've got some fried green tomatoes to eat later. That's right? true. That's very true. I'm yeah. down with this. <laughs> We put them on there. I take a bite, and the thing about green tomatoes versus the red, mm-hmm. they're, they're tart. They, they, they have this tart flavor to them. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that that mixed with the hamburger, and it was just like this explosion of flavor in my mouth. I was like, oh, my God, this is Valhalla. We have found paradise on Earth. <laughs> you know? Amazing taste. Right. I, I can send you a recipe to do the fried green tomatoes if you want to pick some green tomatoes up and try it yourself. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I would like to definitely send Phenomenal, it to we'll man. Give it a try. Phenomenal. And it's an easy recipe. It really is. It's real simple. But anyway, I wanted to give her a shout out. But I wanted to ask you, Jason, over the, the time that we've been off, especially in the, and during the, the years that we've been doing this, if you can believe it's been years. Wow, yeah, no. Can you think of one show that really changed your outlook on the topic that we were covering you go into it thinking yeah this is definitely how it is and then at the end of the show you're going maybe it's like this this is you know it's really good info that changed my mind well even on your own research i'll even i'll even throw that in even on your own research have you come across you know what what have you come across that really has altered your view of the reality of what we seek well the the for me the um it's it's i'm still not 100 percent on psychics however Early on, early on in this show, 
early on in this show, and I, one of the reasons, okay, now first off, one of the reasons I'm not in the psychics, one of the women that I work with, I work, I'm a network engineer now, and I work for a uh, internet service provider, and one of the uh, senior engineers, she is a gifted engineer, by the way, and uh, uh, very good at VoIP. Um, but she was telling me that one of her past jobs, because one funny thing about the computer industry is that it is a aisle of misfit degrees and individuals, and I love them all. They're my oh, absolutely. They're my brothers and sisters and what have you in arms. Um, but uh, she used to be a psychic for Miss Cleo. <laughs> she re- <laughs> yeah, she actually replied to an article. So there's an article in the paper, a classified wow. ad, that said work from home. Uh, must have excellent customer service skills and a, an appreciation for the paranormal. So she called in. She's like, what is this? And it turned out to be Miss Cleo, the Psychic Network. And essentially they gave her, they did a little bit of training and they gave her some speaking points, talking points. They give her some, you know, let her know what to look out for, what things to say, how to interact with people. And by the way, Eric Blackley said, we still love you, Jason. And yes, I love you too. But, um, and I, I've already said, I, I love our listeners. But um, yeah, so, you know, when you hear something like that, she's not psychic. She doesn't believe in psychics. She appreciates the paranormal. She she right. has a, a knowledge base of holistic medicines and, and gems and things of this nature. She knew a little about numerology, but she never claimed to be a psychic. And she doesn't necessarily believe in psychics. I don't want to speak for her, but everything in our conversation didn't indicate that she did. Um, hearing that someone like that gets on and they claim to be psychic, that's disappointing. Not only that, I never really run into a psychic that could really shake me, tell me something I don't know. I myself know how to read tarot cards or tarot cards, and and I um, I, I read the cards just as cards. I try not to let the individuals that are in front of me and my personal history with them influence my readings too much, aside from the fact that you're a woman, you're this age, or you're a man, and they're this age, or you're what have you, you're this age, and and I use that to influence what the cards tell me. I'm not going to tell a nine-year-old child that their new job is going to work out fantastic. But, you know, <laughs> but, but I know that's how right. They, Stick with that hall monitor job, kid. You're set. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be the best guard, a crossing guard ever when you grow up. The if best, you stand with best the patrols. milk monitor. How about that? Yeah. Best milk monitor third grade's ever seen. Yeah. You're a captain of the patrols now. Wait until you're a crossing guard. It is going to be ridiculous. No, but, um, you know, I don't, I didn't believe in psychics really. I truly didn't. I think maybe there's something there, but I've never ran into it. And then we had We're Crying for My Scrying. Um, in that show, <laughs> uh, man, we bring it up a lot. And and, and I want to say the reason why is not just to make light of, of, of make fun of myself, which I'm more than happy to do so. Um, it was a, a, a change for me. It was a paradigm shift for me. Because we had Reverend Robin. I love Reverend Robin to death. Uh, but I honestly just didn't, I didn't put much stock into psychics. And I'm like, she's a great person, but that's where it ends. Man, she's got me thinking, though. So in that show, if you do a search, if you go to livingparanormal.com and do a search for scrying or crying, that's C-R-Y-I-N-G and S-C-R-Y-I-N-G, I I should say, for scrying. That's what I meant to spell. I'm sure you can spell crying. But if you do a search for scrying on our webpage, you'll come up with I'm crying for your scrying. When we originally thought of that show name, we had no idea what would happen, first off. That was creepy. We had no idea what was going to happen. But we did know that Reverend Amo was going to do some photo scrying. And she did a photo scry of a family picture that touched not just me, but members of my family that later heard the show. And there were fans of the show that listened to it and just later heard it on their own when they found out that they were doing a photo, when she was Reverend Robbins to do a photo scrying episode on some of our photos and family. And she touched me with a reading that involved my grandmother, whom I was very close to when she alive. She when she was alive. She died in 93, some time ago. But, you know, the people that mean the most to you, they stay with you forever. 
Um, Rob, your father, of course, being one of those those people yes. that will always stay with you. Um, a, a great man. Um, but um, either way, sorry. Uh, but the the show that she talked about, she made, she made me feel a connection with my grandmother. And that resonated with me so deep. And I don't know if it's because she's just that good or if she's that real. But whatever it is, instantly made me appreciate her skill set even more. So when yeah. I tell people... You need to talk to Reverend Robin. You need to book a session with Reverend Robin. I, I still wholeheartedly agree with that. Regardless as to whether or not you believe in her psychic abilities, speaking to that woman will will be a benefit to you. Uh, she has these viewpoints uh, of this ability to look at your life from a different perspective and truly give you either interesting and excellent advice or simply allow you to see your issues, your troubles, your problems, or your possible benefits in a whole new way. And I think that's Absolutely. so important to have somebody that's unbiased that can look into your life and give you advice that is that is completely unbiased and they have nothing to gain from it, the exception of the money you're paying them for that moment. Um, but uh, really, truly, go to Rev Robin Marie. It's RevRobinMarie.com. It's R-E-V... Robin, how, what is her webpage? Do you, do you yeah, have it's RevRobinMarie.com. And Robin is R-O-B-Y is in Yankee. N is in November. E is an echo. So RevRobinMarie.com. If you can book a reading with her of any kind, I would highly recommend the ones we get to speak with or she gets to speak with you. It will, it will benefit you greatly. If you have intellectual curiosity, by the way, she also does astrological charts, and I kind of want her to do it just because I'm totally curious. Um, do that, too. But she's a great person and a great psychic to, to talk to and speak with, and just, a, like I said, a great person. So you are not cheating yourself out of any amount of money by speaking with her, and she's very reasonable. She's not going to be like a $3,000 psychic reading, which right. some people no, she, actually she, do. Absolutely. Yeah. She is phenomenal with what she does. Um, the reason I went and picked that one for mine is because I met Robin before the show started and she completely shit. It's the same thing with you, with you, Jason. I, I didn't have a crying moment, fortunately or unfortunately. <laughs> you know, yeah. But you know, to me, just, just talking to her because she's also a life coach. She, she does the holistic medications as well, or holistic uh, life as well. She really, um, it was just absolutely beyond amazing with what she does. She, um, she, she's a phenom. That's the only way I know how to list it. She's a phenom. Fair, but fair. that being said, if I had to pick a show that my viewpoints yeah, significantly changed on, which one? Um, and I'm not even sure if we've got this one up yet or not, to be honest. Um, but for me, it had to be our show on the Mandela effect. Really? Um, really? Yeah. Because, and it wasn't really the show that did it. That's the thing for me. It was more of a um, the research that went into it because I, I picked the show. I'd, I'd heard about this. I'm like, yeah, hey, let's go and talk about it. I, I didn't believe anything about it. I thought it was completely impossible, just to be honest, completely impossible. Okay. With that being said, <laughs> the more I researched it, the more things started to click. Now, I'm not saying the Mandela effect is real. Please don't take it that way. I'm not saying CERN is completely behind it. Please don't take it that way either. What I am saying is it did open up my mind and my eyes to the fact that this could be, at least in a few of these instances, a real phenomenon. Um, it, it, was, it was spooky, some of the stuff that I, that I came across. I mean, just being honest, it was really strange. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, at the very least, it illustrates how a collective consciousness works. 
our collective memory as a people, it's so fascinating how it works. And it kind of gives insight into people in general. That's why I do this. That's why I do the paranormal thing. It's not, of course, I love the paranormal. I love all things occult style. I love everything that's just, when I was younger, it was more of a verboten or forbidden topic. But, you know, in the 80s. But now it's just come to the forefront of people's consciousness so much. I, I do it for that love of that. And I also do it for the love of humanity. I love seeing how people react in various situations, fear, right. anxiety, um, uh, the, the, the feeling of, of, of eureka moment when you see something finally. That's amazing as well. But it's the just like the light turns on. Yeah, basically. exactly. 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 Right. That moment. I, I love that. I live for that. I love taking new investigators out or people that are new to the paranormal. I love taking them on investigations and showing them places. There's a, a wonderful abandoned church, uh, Polly's Chapel, that I've been to several times with people that have no experience with the paranormal. That's just fun and fascinating to go to. Um, in fact, if you're in Texas in Pipes Creek, Texas, um, head out there. It's just north of San Antonio. <clears throat> it's a wonderful place to go. Um, if, if you're able now, please be respectful. It is a church that's still in, uh, use. Uh, it was built by a Texas ranger slash Indian hunter slash guide slash scouts that turned a pastor and tried to make up for all of the, the ill will he had sowed in his youth. But, um, be respectful of it, please. And, and of any property Absolutely. you investigate, but yeah, no, I, I love that. And I, I like the way that you said that the Mandela effect, why it doesn't, you don't necessarily believe wholeheartedly in it. You took something from it. And, and I agree. A lot of the things that we've talked about on this show, whether it be Mandela effect, whether it be, you know, possibly the future black eyed kids or spontaneous human combustion, whatever we discuss, it's a it's a facet of humanity. It's a facet of what makes right. up who Absolutely. I am, who Rob is, who you are, the listener of viewer. It makes it makes all of that. It gives you insight into who that person is. Whether you believe it or not, this is a part of who we are as people. And you, to better understand your fellow man, your fellow woman, your brother, your sister, your whomever, you know, if you can understand that person a little bit more, then it just helps us all. And that's why I love doing this. And that's why I love talking to all of y'all out there. That's why Rob and I, you know, we're essentially brothers from different mothers. We've known each other for <laughs> decades now. And it's um, scary, isn't it, buddy? It really scary, is, yeah. man. It really is. We've been there to each other through heartache, loss, uh, gain, windfalls, and Pratt Falls through the stupid moments, through the through the fun <laughs> moments. You know, we've been there through through heartache and, and tragedy and and uh uh you I don't know. think you'll find two better friends even that, that live in the same area yeah. as, <laughs> as as you and I, Jason. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and it's a it's a rare and unique um I guess you'll call it bond that that he and I have because we both have uh been there for each other through a lot of tough times. And actually I kind of pushed him to go back into the paranormal field. He was retired when we started this. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, dude, you got to get back out there, man. You're, yeah. you're wasting your talent. I love having you on the show. And I'm glad that, you know, we're able to do this and bring some light to the paranormal field, but man, you're cheating people. You, you've got to get your butt back out into the, into the trenches. I like to call it. Cause I like to call myself a, a, a field, uh, you know, field investigator. Right. I want to be in. I want to be in the middle of the of the heat. I want to be there when stuff starts to move. I want to be there right. when the voices start, man. I want to be there when stuff starts flying around. I don't want to hear about it later. Yeah, you know, and that's all stuff it. that we miss. I mean, you're not there, you miss it. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the crazy thing is, is that we have been friends for a long time, y'all, and we didn't even know that we were both paranormal investigators for a what over, ten years. Yeah, <laughs> over ten years. And then one day he was like, "Yeah, I do invest a little investigating on this. Uh, you know, I run a team." And I'm like, "Holy crap! I've been doing this stuff since I was 16. Are you serious? Are you for real?" Yeah. And so we just we found a whole new level to connect, and we we connected on that level. 
and we we learn so much even more about each other, even though we've known each other for a decade by that time. And that is the opportunity that each of you have. If you have the open mind to just speak about the topic, tell each other how much you think this is a pile of BS and laugh about it in mass. That is fine. But talk about it and and enjoy and know that you're speaking about a piece of humanity. And that's that's Absolutely. what I like about the paranormal. It's a part of all of us. And that's that's really why I think we 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 talk about this topic so much. You know, it'd be interesting, Jason, something we might want to try too. And this would, uh, of course, involve getting our, our listeners, our audience involved. <laughs> What's that? Which I love having our audience involved, man. We got some characters and yeah, absolutely. it's absolutely phenomenal to have them there. But what I would like to do is say, hey, you know what? If, if there's a show that we've done that has absolutely altered your view of a topic, if you came into it and the the Basically, the information, the evidence, the, the, the data that was given to you changed the way you view something in life or something in the paranormal field. Contact us. Drop yeah. us an email. Um, yeah. Hit us up at our fan page. Uh, it's uh, facebook.com forward, uh, forward slash living paranormal show. show. Make sure you put the show in there, please. We cannot be held responsible for where you go. <laughs> but – let us know. I would love to hear if there is – or, or other investigators too. I know and I've heard from Mike quite a bit about this um, You know, because he uses some of the shows about, our, about equipment as well as some of the shows about locations like when he went to Moundsville, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But if, we, if we've impacted you in some way by doing this – and I'm not saying this is an egotistical way as it's something that Jason and I have said. But if a guest that has come on here of data that was right, presented yeah. in any way has changed the way you look at things – Drop us a line. Let us know if we're allowed to use your name on the air because we won't unless you tell us. I, I, right. I did use Tony's earlier, but it was a first name. There's hundreds of Tony's out there, especially on my friends list. <laughs> right. Um, but you know what? Drop us a note and let us know. I would love to get some feedback from you guys. And also, if you have an idea for a topic, you know what? Hit us up. I am more than wide open to hear it. Um, might take some time to get it on. Might have to do a little research. But, you know, there's stuff out there that we're still trying to put together. We've been trying to get somebody that's an uh, expert on voodoo to come on the show. We've been trying to get somebody that's, uh, you know, an expert on the, the black-eyed kids. So if there's a show you'd like to hear, get in touch with us. We want to know what you guys want. And that's kind of how we do things here. Yeah, you know, honestly, this show isn't about us. This is not the Rob and Jason show. This is living No, not at all. In fact, I know all of you, when you first clicked on this show and you downloaded it or you first started hearing it, you're like, oh, damn it, they don't have a guest on. And I agree, our best shows are with guests. We have the best times with our guests because we love all of our guests because we want to bring these guests. We are curators of the paranormal. And the same way a curator of a museum is not there to gain personal fame or glory, we're not here for that either. We're here to say, look how amazing this person is. Look how great. Look at the wonderful things that they've done. Look at the the awesome things that they can teach us, they can tell us, or <clears throat> they can at least present to us. And uh, that's what it's about. It's about the guests and about the topics and about the information. So if you have something or you find something that you're passionate about and you want to hear us talk about it or you want to hear us research about it or even get an expert or as far as you can get as an expert in, in whatever field it is you want to talk about, send it in. In fact, um, in the chat room, we had uh, Eric who actually said, you know, I'm interested in the nega psychic. And I had to say, man, I have to admit, I'm not sure what that is. And he classified it as the individual that uh, that uh, essentially their negative belief in it causes paranormal phenomena to be reduced or negated while they're in the area. <clears throat> and I'm like, he says he's brought it up from time to time here. Like, yeah, I, I've heard you bring up that topic and I'm familiar with it, man, but I just did not know that there was that name. That phrase 
Mega Psychic is really interesting. He said he got it from the Palladium Tabletop Gaming System. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'd never heard that phrase before, so it must have come from that gaming system, but it, it's a really interesting concept. Something to, something to research, man. We might want to make note of that. It's and funny. See what we could turn. I almost feel like I'm kind of one of those persons because I, I, it's lately I have had for the past, I'd say six years, I have had a dry run of uh, evidence. It has been very hard for me to capture evidence. Other team members yeah. will, but it has been very hard to capture evidence for me. Have you been through those dry runs, Rob, where you're like trying to investigate yeah, absolutely. and nothing? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we've got, we had a guy on the team. He's taking a small hiatus right now for personal reasons, but he will be back soon. Um, we call him the blockade because every time he goes in, all activity stops about eight out of ten times. <laughs> the thing is, the two times, it's gold. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Literally, it's gold. Yeah. But eight out of ten times, everything stops. Yeah. And it, it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. I've had clients say, can he move in here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything quit. Uh, it, it's a very true story. And uh, Stephen, a great friend of mine, he's uh, he and I are very close friends. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to have him back for the simple fact that we get a bad case. I just sent Steven in. It stops. It's all good. You know? <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm impressed. But, no, it's – you know, we, we but the truth is we love the feedback from you guys. Um, we read every single thing that gets here. It may take us some time to respond because we both have lives outside of the show and right. running a paranormal team. And Jason being on a paranormal team, we both got kids. Um, right. You know, we we've got lives outside of this, fortunately or unfortunately, I guess depending on your pen. Right. You have no kidding, right? Jobs. But, um, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. Rob. Sorry. Yeah, that whole sorry. work thing yeah. you know, kind sorry. of gets in My the way. Um, I hate soon. I hate reality. The graphics are terrible, and there's no in-game content. <laughs> but you know. the respawn timer sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree. But, Unless you believe in reincarnation, then it's, yeah. still a, you know, it's still a crapshoot at that point. Yeah, no kidding. But, yeah, I mean, we, we loved the feedback. We love to hear from you guys. And we've literally – and once again, I'm not saying this to brag, so please don't don't think I'm trying to pat myself and Jason on the back because, believe me, we screw up more than any other two oh, talk, yeah. talk show people I know. Totally. We really do. Totally. But we've literally received messages from around the world, uh, France, China, um, England – uh, all over the U.S., um, not just in our hometowns, but I mean, I, I know that uh, I have people listening out in Washington that have contacted me and uh, people in New York and Chicago. Um, you know, so it, we love the feedback. We love to hear from you guys. And, um, you know, make sure you keep that communication coming to us. So we, we definitely appreciate it. And just for sake of, you know, total relay, Jason, you and I were testing the video stream, if you remember, before we went live. Right. I put a notice out on the uh, <laughs> on my page. Right. And one of my friends, who's an investigator, and uh -huh. I may be talking to him about coming on the show, actually, followed right. that link back. Exactly. And he posted, I watched you do the setup. Nice shirt, Rob. So, <laughs> <laughs> he likes the mountaineer gear, so it's all good. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming he met me because he's a nice shirt, too, and yours is kind of, well, tacky. But, oh, well, um, <laughs> it's stylish. It's contemporary. It's a simple polo. <laughs> but, yeah, no, yeah, I was going to say. We, I, got, I got the gear. Here, I got the gear. Yeah, this is totally an example of how we can screw up. So I want to have a live video stream. It's going to be fantastic. We tested it before, and then it died. As soon as we hit record and stream for live, it died. And you know what was posted on YouTube? Our setup. So I 
just deleted that right before Rob mentioned it, actually. I just deleted it. So if you got to watch that setup, congratulations. <laughs> you got to watch the setup. Uh, well, the setup is still on our website, just or, so you know. Yeah, um, it's frozen, not, but you shouldn't be. the live feed. Yeah, pretty soon you're going to be able, you're not going to be able to click on that. But um, yeah, I'll get that sorted out next time. But I know we're going to be winding up from the show. But just to give you an idea, I want to say um, a hi to everybody that's listened to it. And I'm not going to cover all the names, of course. So I'll just go through the countries real quick. I want to say a big shout out uh, to all the to, to the following people, to those of us in New Zealand, Australia, um, Malaysia, Philippines, Vietnam, China, India, South wow. Africa, Nigeria, Egypt, Morocco, Portugal, Spain, France, Italy. Um, what else? We also have Poland, Germany, the Netherlands, the United Kingdom, Ireland, the United Kingdom. Guys in the UK love y'all so much. Thank you so much Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, we've yeah. had some great guests from there. You know, Ireland, Norway. I love, I love the Irish man. When we have Barry Fitzgerald on, oh, oh my yeah. lord, that was a yeah. great show that totally. you missed the first twenty minutes of. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. No, I I kicked myself for that actually. Um, you should, man. He, he was great. Barry was an amazing guest. That's something else we need to cover is our favorite guests after you go through this. But keep keep going. Totally, Russia, Brazil, Colombia, Canada as another source of some of our listeners, uh, and of course the United States, our home our home country, our hometowns, our family, our friends that have listened to us. I want to do a shout out to everybody across the world that's listening to us right now. Thank you all so much. We hope to be coming back with more content for you with interesting Absolutely. guests as opposed to the boring ones that are on the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just Turkey, and as kind Turkey. of a peek ahead, and just so you kind of have our schedule and you know what's going to happen. Um, I am going in for knee surgery on Monday, so we will not have a show this coming Wednesday, okay. just so you know. Going forward, however, starting on the 27th of September and running through until we run out of gas, we're going to be here every Wednesday night from 830 Eastern, 730 Jason time, 530 Pacific, and we're going to be running our regular two hours. Now, I will tell you, I'm, I'm going to leak this, and I haven't got it written down in, in stone yet. Okay. But, Jason, I got a surprise for you. Mm-hmm. Guess who I've got interested in coming back to the show? Um, Sheep Squatch. I wish I could get <laughs> Sheep Squatch on here. <laughs> wish I could. And, yes, Eric, to answer your question, my third knee surgery in four years. So, yeah, keep keep me in your thoughts there, brother. <laughs> I had a conversation with a former guest of ours, Who's and that? I just messaged her and said, how you doing? You know, haven't heard from you in a while. I hope everything's going well. She's fantastic. You know, dodge the hurricane. Life is good. George. And I mentioned <laughs> that, no, <laughs> I, although we will have George back on, I'm sure. No, I'm sure. But I mentioned to her, which that's a clue. Right, that's why I said that uh, we we loved having her on the show, and she told me she said I'll be happy to come back on any time you want. Who is this man? Come on, just, I don't want the labor; I want the baby. Her family story was told on a movie called The Conjuring. Andrea oh. Perone will be returning to Living Paranormal for another show. <clears throat> Love Andrea, and I'm really excited about that. Plus, I was on a show uh, not too long ago that had four guests, and all four, uh, including their two hosts are interested in coming on and doing a show with us. All right. That sounds great. Some amazing topics came out of that. I provided a link on our Facebook page when I was there. Great people to work with, very logical and intense conversation, and it was so much fun, so much fun. 
for me to be on with somebody that actually knew what they were doing on a talk show was amazing. That is amazing. That's that's yeah, that's, that's really that's, cool. I'm, I'm not used to that. I, I'm no, used to you. I'm, I'm not either. Yeah, I'm used to myself too. I'm used to you. I'm used to us. I want to get on with a real <laughs> professional. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But um, but yeah. So we we've, we've got some some interesting topics coming up. And one of the gentlemen, I'm not going to give too much away as far as names or anything because I do have to get it nailed down. Of course. But he takes the most scientific approach I have ever seen in my life. Really nice. I have never in my life seen somebody that put so much science into this. It's absolutely phenomenal what this guy has come up with. Oh, man, I can't wait. Um, The stuff he's covered. And, Jason, you're going to love it because I'm going to tell you, I had so much fun talking to this guy um, because we did a a roundtable. And everything that he hit upon, he had scientific basis, scientific fact. Awesome. He had numbers, charts, you name it, he had it. And, I mean, he literally put hundreds of hours of research into what he did. That's awesome, man. I, wanna, I yeah, can't so wait. We've I got some wait. good things headed your way. Now, remember, you can catch us here at livingparanormal.com forward slash live. That's the home of our weekly show. We're also available on YouTube going live. If you take a look and search for Living Paranormal, you'll find the uh, weird-looking bald guy as well as the Latino. <laughs> that is us. Yeah. yeah. Did I do that all right? Is yeah, you did enough? good. You did good. That was good. Did good? I like okay. that. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in any of our past shows, and I think we have about 125 episodes up now, Ooh. you can find that at livingparanormal.com under archives. We also have a lot of shows loaded up at blogtalkradio.com forward slash livingparanormal. So blogtalkradio.com slash living paranormal. Just there's not, there's only one dot. There's not, there's only one dot. Okay. Forgive me. I added an extra dot. No problem. Uh, no, no, no clown cars. Sorry. Sorry, Eric. No. Yeah. No clown cars. But (laughs) with that being said, Jason, you know, real quick, and I know Robin Marie is going to be really high on this list for both of us. So we'll go ahead and eliminate her right now. And we've already talked about what a wonderful human being she is. What a wonderful person. What is the one guest that you probably enjoyed having on here more than any other? And this is with no disrespect to the others, but we, I'm sure we all have that favorite guest that we just had so much fun talking to. I'll give you two. Give me two. Of them. Okay. I was going to say this is a toss up. Um, it's so hard to pick one or even two um, off the top of my head. Oh, my goodness. It's so hard. We've had Bill Bean. We've had so many people. We've had Reverend... Robin, we've I can give you my two Muncie, real quick if you want to think a little bit longer, Gero. man. Yeah, give me your two, and then I'll be able to at least say two names that I'm kind of comfortable with. But go ahead. Well, the first one has to be Bill Bean. I loved yeah, the totally. show with Bill Bean. I love talking with Bill Bean. Totally. He is an amazing human being. Yes. Um, he literally went through the fires as a child, and now he's a deliverance minister. He's a wonderful guy, man. Absolutely. And Bill, if you ever hear this, man, I love you, brother. You've always been there for me when I've needed assistance with a case. And um, if you ever need me, I'm there, man. You you were phenomenal. Um, the second one would have to be, have to be, and and this is going to be a toss up for me too because I love both these guys. So I'm going to throw both of them into one because they're both from television. Okay, Dustin Parry and Barry <laughs> Fitzgerald, man, yeah. those guys were yeah. great. They were great. They were great. I, I wasn't there for all of Barry Fitzgerald, and I regret that deeply. Uh, that was that was an awesome show. Uh, Dustin, he was amazing. I, Dustin's hilarious. He was so friendly too. Yeah, he was he so, oh yeah, he, down to oh, earth. Dustin was incredibly funny, They're incredibly both, hilarious. Both down to earth, both hilarious guys. You really oh yeah, to to oh yeah. Dustin calls himself the rock, paranormal rock star, but that dude—I mean, he is in the sense that he's awesome, but he's so down to earth, so approachable, so great to talk to. We had a great time. Search for search for his show on livingparanormal.com. Type in Dustin or Perry, his last name P A R I. Great, great, great show. Um, if I had to pick my two men, just off the top of my head, I'm going to say Chris DeCesare was awesome. He was funny. That was a great show. It was yeah. a creepy description of everything that happened. It was great. I'm not just saying that because he sent me a copy of his book signed. 
<laughs> but um, you know, it, it was it, it, you know really he, he was a, it was a great show. And then also I'm gonna have to say, see, I was gonna say Bill Bean as well, but you you kind of took that one from me too. Um, <laughs> well, you I'm, you say the same one, I guess. But no, I mean, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm yeah. being original here. Copycat. <laughs> Man, we've had so many. Um, we even had. Oh, you know what? Let me just pick one. I'm gonna say Andrea Perone because that when we booked Andrea, um, she had just been on. And it's funny because this has happened to us many, many, many times. We seemingly for a good long while there, especially during our prime, we were trading guests without realizing it with Coast to Coast AM. The famous show that uh, started by Art Bell and is now being run by George yeah. Norrie. We were trading guests with them for whatever reason. Either we would book them a week before they debuted on their air, or they would book them and air them a week before they come in on our show. We were on a hot streak. And Andrea oh, yeah. was in the midst of that hot streak, and she was one of my absolute favorites from that time. And um, Lover got to meet her in person. She's a great person um, to speak with. Endlessly entertaining, endlessly energetic, and just a wonderful person. I'm so glad that you got her booked. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah, she, she was. she's excited about coming on, and she yeah. said that she really enjoyed the show with us and um you know so it's, it's going to be wonderful to have mm -hmm. her back so you know we've got some things in the in the crock pot guys we're cooking here don't think that this totally. entire time off that we've been sitting back on our laurels we've been busy yeah we've and, been, we've uh, been you know, this each other. yeah we've been picking each other going like hey where's are you gonna come back on are we gonna do it oh man we, it's this week we've been really just egging each other on to come back so yeah totally it, it is it is but you know something this show this particular one this is kind of a let's knock the rust off of it let's knock the dust off of it type show and i appreciate y'all hanging in here with us the ones that do and if you're listening to this uh you know on the stream then i definitely definitely uh you know appreciate you doing so but you know this is not an atypical show for us now eric just posted said sorry my favorite guests have been, have got to be rob and jason oh i don't points. remember having a rob or a jason on. Yeah. <laughs> no no we did get to know shows we had two shows one show where i interviewed you and what? one show where you interviewed oh, me so to be okay. fair yeah Not it works that. out Way you leave, you leave eric alone that's my clown no but uh, <laughs> no but eric, eric you get... gaming buddy of ours just for the record so you guys know we're we, we're very familiar with Eric. He's yeah, a great guy. Eric. Love him He's to cool. death. Love yeah. talking to him. Don't get to do it often enough because I stay so busy. But yeah, great, great guy, Eric. Glad to glad to have you here, buddy. Miss I, you. I have to say, Eric is in the chat room at livingparanormal.com slash live. During our live shows, we will be warning you when to expect us or avoid us, whichever you choose to take that warning. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you want to Nothing join ever. us, if you want to talk to us uh, during the live show, if you want to have input, if you want to speak to the guests that we have on, we will pay attention to that chat room. We will listen to you. Your opportunity to interact with Andrea Perone will come up. All you have to do is go to livingparanormal.com slash live, scroll on down, log in. Uh, I, I turned off the mandatory login so you can just watch the chat, but if you want to interact with the guests register as a guest even uh you'll be part of our ninja contingency which are people that choose not to give their real names which is perfectly fine with us send out your question to our guests that we have on the air on the chat room we'll talk to you just like we've been talking to eric who's in the chat room just like uh, uh, uh if he has questions we present we'll address them on the show on the air you too can have your question addressed by whatever guest is on that night or on that day uh and you're more than welcome to introduce us in fact our chat room is the lifeblood of this show we don't have much of a chat right now because it was kind of impromptu we appreciate you eric for coming out um but yeah, look, yes. we literally gave what like two days notice that we were coming back yeah and it was like two days after months of not being on the air totally get it but y'all in the chat room are awesome so come out if you get the chance to absolutely just stay right. tuned to facebook starting on the 27th show. starting on 27th we will be here 
Yep. Definitely. Yep. Yep. It's going to be awesome. If not, Rob owes me a hundred bucks. Not, I just decided <laughs> that. I just decided that. <laughs> Get in line. Yeah, we'll, get in line. we'll owe each other a hundred bucks. So if we don't show up, there's a cleat. It's just a push. <laughs> oh, there you go. We'll call it. We'll call it a wash. I think yeah, there this you is go. A wash. There you go. It's just great to be back on the air, man. I really don't want to end it. So that being said, for Jason Olivo, my name is Rob Henry. I hope you guys have a wonderful night, a better tomorrow, and we look forward to seeing you again. Have a great evening. Adios.